Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, ear jockeys. It's a brand new season of Dragon Friends. Just to note that if you live in Sydney and have dreams of upgrading your Dragon Friends experience all the way to face jockey, we do live recordings of the podcast every month at the Giant Dwarf Theatre. Our next recording is on March 13, and you can buy tickets on our website. Here's the show. Blinding, pure, chromatic energy. Unspeakable joy, unbearable pain. As Freeside explodes in a million points of light, you feel yourselves enveloped in the tessellating rapture of Johnny PlayStation's apotheosis and shot like a cannon out of danger, out of Freeside, out of this and all known worlds. Then there is nothing but darkness. Darkness and a voice. Hyperion Max, hero of the fault line, keeper of the bluffs of chance. My auctions attract a distinguished crowd, but I have to admit your presence. I don't know how they pronounce anything. Is a surprise and an honor. Fighting waves of nausea and the worst headache imaginable. Bobby. You carefully open your eyes. You are in a private study. Doink, doink. Seated <laughs> on a plush recliner of wood and velvet. Strange trophies sit ensconced in glass and lead-lined niches, while a quartet of impeccably dressed thugs glare at you from the corners of the room. Their posture and intensity suggests that they do not need to show you the many ways they could end your life if you misbehave. The deadly whip-thin suppression malls on their belts do most of the talking. But then, of course, Max, this is a special occasion. I cannot tell you how much interest our house's latest acquisition has garnered. But then, rare power has a way of attracting rare power. The room stops humming for a moment and you take a look at your host, an impeccably dressed Efriti, all horns and long silken robes as he gets up from his own recliner and walks behind his desk. From around his neck, a key opens a drawer and a slim wooden box wrapped in cord is retrieved. He offers the box to you, Bobby Pancakes, and struggling to remember how fingers work, you do your best to clumsily take it from your host. Of course, most of my guests cannot know that the Lance is actually here in the city of Brass. They think they're bidden for the coordinates to an altogether more fortified holding facility. But we can suspense with such theatrics. Yes, Mr. Max, we're all friends here. As your fingers remember how to function, you manage to open the box's delicate clasp, and inside, nestled in a plush setting, is a simple glass sphere the size of a bold fist. You realize you have absolutely no idea what you're looking at, where you are, or what the hell is going on. There is, of course, just one problem. Your host sighs and withdraws from his desk a slim wand. You are not Hyperion Max, are you? The room shimmers under a powerful counterspell. Your costume vanishes, as does the invisibility field surrounding your friends Baston, Filge, and Frizo as they fall to the ground. As I said, my guests are a distinguished crowd. It would be the best to do this quietly. Put down the lance and empty your pockets. Now, please. Do I have pockets? <laughs> you are wearing a non... You are wearing a, a incredibly form-fitting and quite flattering non-gendered short-sleeved jumpsuit. Um, it is white with a cinched waist. It looks fantastic on you. Um, it is embroidered with what seems to be uh, the insignia of a um, tessellated heart. Yes, but do I have pockets? Yes, you have pockets. Uh, what's in my pockets? 
You have nothing in your pockets. I have nothing in my pockets. <laughs> all the same, I'd like you all to empty your pockets, please. Dave, do I have pockets? <laughs> you all have, have pockets. You all <laughs> do it all at once, Dave. Okay. Who doesn't doesn't have pockets? <laughs> yeah. this out. Pockets? All of you. Pockets? You all have pockets. None of you have anything on you. This looks like the kind of place where you're not allowed to bring things in except for you. As you um, fit, sit inside your pocket, obviously you find you still are holding the wooden box with the glass sphere, but in your other pocket you find what seems to be a small, hard, rectangular object. Um, I use um, uh, my magic um, hand. <laughs> you know my magic hand that I got? You mean mage hand? Mage hand. Do you mean I, sticky hand? That wasn't magic. <laughs> I use my magic hand to take it out of my pocket. It's a time zone. Um, and this hold, feels needlessly showy. And hold it behind my back so that he can't see. Oh, you, oh I know. You're, you're okay, you want to yeah, do yeah. some legitimate. Legitimate. Right. <laughs> what? Pleasure to meet you. I can say legitimate. All right, great. Make for me a sleight of hand check, DC 15. Uh, that is a one. one. Roll that again. Uh, that's a 10. Right, plus a sleight of hand. Ten. Uh, it's a plus 10. So 20. All right, yeah. you make it. Um, because of your halfling luckiness, uh, we will forget the one. So your... No, 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 that's real. Look it up. That's not just me being nice. No, it's true. Sometimes it's me being nice, but that one's a real one. Um, so, Bobby, muttering under your breath quickly something, you flick behind you a metal, the met, that metal object before even you can see it, then make an ostentatious show of how empty your pockets are. And as I do that, I kind of um, fushigi David Bowie, that glass orb that I pulled in my hands and be like, nothing but this. And, um, and Please stop fushigiing the orb. <laughs> What's Everybody wants to fushigi the orb. Then why did you give it to me if you didn't want me to fushigi it? And Phil goes, what's that behind your back, Bobby? <laughs> Can I look? Um, I throw the orb at the guy's face. <laughs> okay, all right, great. All right, you may, the moment you do that, uh, quickly, uh, we go into combat. So you throw the orb. Wait, is he tossing it friendly or are you like over You said into his face. Are you pitching it? Yeah. I'm how just, you, uh, I'm, I panicked, okay? I panicked. I want to, how... Hing. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done these. How do you throw something friendly like into someone's face? No, don't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, quite friendly. Quite friendly. See the big smile? See the smile on the yeah. face? Do you know what ah, was you, interesting? It's violence with a smile. He just threw a dice at Dave's face. That was uh, that was so that was so obvious that was going to happen that the camera cut to a tide of you before. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go into combat. Um, quickly, make for me a attack roll, improvised. So just straight dexterity. Uh, so that's uh, thirteen plus. Uh, Wait, what? Just I rolled it. That's oh, the, you already did. It's a 13 plus. Uh, Four, 17. Yeah. All right, so um, that hits, um, and the Afriti actually flinches um, as the thing hits him, but surprisingly, um, he even it doesn't hurt him, really. It's a small glass sphere. But he. He's got big horns. He's incredibly. Um, it falls onto the ground very, very hard, and he and all four of his guards leap back against the walls as if they're terrified at what's happened. And for a second, none of them move. Um, so they're all still startled, and that means that it goes to you now, Frizo. Uh, I'm going to make a dive for the old orb. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we don't know what the orb does or anything, but in a movie, if there's an orb, you want the orb. Oh, you, know? you want the bloody orb. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go for the orb? Have you ever seen anybody in any pop culture ever refuse yeah. an orb? <laughs> it's not like in Transformers, it's like, oh, the orb. Nah, I'll get it next time. Oh, no, no, I'm good. Need the orb. No, I'm good on right, orbs. Quickly, with advantage, because they're all terrified. Hachi machi. Uh, you're uh, competing uh, against him who tries belatedly uh, to grab it. A 12 plus dexterity is 14. It's great. That's all right. You grab it. You roll onto the ground, Frizo, and you grab the orb off the ground, and now you're holding it, and the next one up is you, Baston. I'm going to kick someone in the head. Okay. <laughs> the only people right next to you are the dragon friends. Okay, but but if they're... So, if, all the better. If they're further away, then I can fly kick them. Oh, I'm, I've jumped in front of you, so you can... Yeah, I'm going to jump over him. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna leapfrog oh, off his shoulder and just go... Okay. Oh! Great, I don't know if bones can handle that. He'll be fine. Let's find out. I'm do, yeah. I can do two kicks Boat though, right? Because I'm awesome. Uh, oh, 20! And to kick up the season right, I'm the best! <laughs> <laughs> Five damage and a 
another four damage. Oh, bam, bam. Nine damage. Staggering. All right, so... Hey, Dave, it was cool. Wait, no, I get bonus. It's doubled. <laughs> anyway, maths, whatever. You said that you guys are taking waking up in a place that you don't understand, have no idea how you got there. Extremely I don't think it's... Quite offline, baby. <laughs> it's not very different from anything else. But so don't we have... We, like, we can't not fight them. No, so you... Yeah. Right, so you, he takes 12 hit points of damage, and then the next one up is you, Filge. Filge is panicking, so everyone else seems cool, but she's freaking out. Yep. So she's just going to run at the closest guy. He's got horns. What is he? He's an Afriti. What's that, Dave? <laughs> it's like it's like a... a you can't a, assume we know these things. It's like a cross between a genie and a devil. How oh. Is that fair? That? Is that I've racist? I've never met neither of them. <laughs> He's like... His name is Caliphant. Does that help? Yes. <laughs> I swing at Caliphant's face with my maul, screaming, What are you? Oh, you don't have your maul. Your pockets are empty. Oh, but I thought my hands were full of maul, Dave. <laughs> no, none of you have your weapons. Well, I'll do it with my trusty old fist. All then. right, great, make an attack. That's a one, Dave. <laughs> I believe that counts as a hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you accidentally hug him. Oh, I, uh, well, I do scream. What are you? So does he answer my question if I'm hugging him? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, the guards um, scrap. The guards scrap as they notice that the um, the glass sphere hasn't seemed to do anything. They're regaining their uh, composure, and all of them unsling suppression moles from their po- from their belts, and they start to advance on you, forming a ring quickly around Califan and I guess Filge. And Califan speaks up again. Listen, we don't can behave like gentlemen. Leave the orb, and I'll let you live. You gave me the orb. I was, it was a monologue, and then I was going to be like, I know who you are, and then I, the guards were going to get you. Look, if I'm honest with you, I left the reveal a sentence too late. <laughs> and look, that's on me. It's the first time I've done that. I said to Tony here, I said, should I do it now? And he said, no, suspense. Anyway, and Tony's like, what if you do? And he's real sheepish, and he's like, anyway, point is, you're unarmed. Uh, I have some guards and uh, give me the orb and then uh, we can go about our separate <laughs> ways. Is there a door out of the room? Yeah, there's a double door behind you. All the, um, there's a fireplace, there's his desk. The guards are now in a loose semicircle around him um, behind the desk and facing the desk behind you is a set of double doors. Is there a fire in the fireplace? There is a roaring fire. Oh, okay. no. oh well, there goes that idea. <laughs> <laughs> It took you three years of D&D, but yeah, fire burns. <laughs> what if we threaten to smash the orb to get some bloody answers? All right, go for it. All right, listen here, Afridi. What's your name? Uh, my, my name is uh, Calif- Califan. Calzoni. Calzoni. Listen Calif- here. <laughs> Listen here, Calzone. Okay. That's, uh... We don't care for your orb. Where we come from, we get orb every day. We eat it for breakfast. We're going to smash this orb if you don't tell while us this what is, it. While this is... here to steal it, then? For a second. While Filge has his attention and he's in front of you, I want you to make a perception check for me. Just DC 10. Uh, 17. All right, you have a moment now, um, and you quickly sort of get a look at the square that you're holding. It's yep. a small, rectangular, sort of a flat, metallic... Um, remote or controller it seems and it has a jeweled button in the center of it i press that button (laughs) (laughs) all right the moment you press that button three things happen immediately there is a sonic scream that all of you quickly make for me a um constitution saving throw dc 11 18 13 uh constitution plus zero i 15 yep that's a four. Yeah, right. you got a four is what you I got. got nine with my okay. So, so Filch, you're, you're, you're disorientated. Did she poo herself? Uh, yeah, well, no! It's a constant. Dave, I'm wearing a white jumpsuit. Don't make me poo myself. You don't, you don't. I will just say you're disadvantaged and leave the rest up to imagination. So, um, 
I don't prove myself, we're, guys. We're but you're disadvantaged. And so the rest of you, there's a screaming noise, and suddenly um, out of the ether materializes a box which falls to the ground and then disappears. And out of it slumps um, a heavy mole, a short sword, two magical swords, all of your items. The second thing that, ha- the th- that happens, as I said, is the scream. And the third thing that happens is that all of the guards suddenly clutch at their ears and drop to their knees. Is it does Calzone also drop to his knee? My name is. Ah mm. <laughs> uh, yes, Calzone also drops to his knees. You gotta go with him. I gotta. You named him. You gotta give the players what they want. You're so, letting them win. Yes, he drops to his knees. Let's grab our stuff and book. book? Just get out of here. Skedazzles? Well, otherwise we're gonna have to kill them. Are, are they in a circle well. around us? I run around the circle and slap them in the face one after the other. <laughs> Again, unnecessarily. I grab show. my stuff. You grab your stuff. Yep. Grab my stuff. Grab the stuff as well. Excellent. So you have all of your weapons. You still don't have any armor. You don't have any other items on you. Um, and I, I fear no door, and I kick the door down. Double door? Yeah, double door. Strength kick, check. Kick it open. This is gonna be. Yeah, 19. Can you roll for the door to see if it doesn't come back and what? <laughs> no, 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 no. 19 is good. Don't forget we have dice counts. Does Bastille yeah. know how a handle no, works? No, I, I looked, I, I thought about it. I looked at the handles. I, I defy you handles. And I just kicked it down. All right, All right so you burst through Bastille the door. Bastille is dumber than the Boston Dynamics robot. <laughs> Big dog. Uh, the, the doors open up, um, and as they do, the um, cone of silence that they have suppressed the room in is shattered. And for a, the first time, the people outside the room can hear what's happening inside. And outside the room is what seems to be uh, a giant party, in fact. There are dignitaries dressed in the finest clothes you've ever seen. Some of them uh, like fine, beautiful ermine robes. Some of them wearing uh, clothing that seems almost futuristic, like yourselves. This is obviously a veritable who's who's of the movers and shakers of this world. Trade dignitaries rubbing shoulders with exotic and impeccably dressed warlords, while shadowy agents linger by the walls to place bidders, bidding, bids and make deals for their masters, and you realise that you have stumbled into something huge. There is also a light table of canopies. That's a bit of, bit of flavour. Chalk it up! Is that not how you pronounce? Canapes? Um, no, it's not canapes. It's canapes. <laughs> it's canapes. It's absolutely. Yeah, it's canapes. You mean like the little? Um, it yeah, cannot like be. It's canapes. No, Guys, this is you. It's not saying canapes. Dave, Dave, Dave. I think you mean pause like dubras. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that. Dave, uh, when we were on a trip to um, Tasmania once, we convinced Dave that you know how in every city it's slightly different with pots and pints and. <laughs> We convinced that in Tasmania it was a donger. <laughs> you should have seen the barman's face. Yeah, so good. G'day there, mate. Just get a donger of Carlton Draft happy, there. Happy to spend time with my friends. <laughs> um, Dave, are all the people in this uh, fancy party room, are they all humanoid? or are they uh, Great question. Dif- so, different races? There are, are different demi-humans. There are elves. More, more, a lot of Efriti and Dijin uh, and kind of abyssal creatures. There are also... So these are the kinds of people we wouldn't necessarily go to a party in. No, this is high society. But I also would point out that there are impeccably dressed uh, military uniforms, some of them bordering on the futuristic. There is what seems to be like um, a modern like general sitting at one table and there are a couple of people in just impeccable Armani tuxedos so this is Armani yeah that's translated into this world no not at all so that's what I'm saying I mean I guess it's weird that I would describe that now that I say unless Phil knows what Armani is yeah we were just are they Armani are they Armani branded or are they knockoffs If you, you look closely to the same Armami. I think <laughs> Filge, was a, Filge was a junior executive of Horizon. She would know a knockoff when she saw one. Uh, this is the real deal. All right. Stutes. But not stutes. Can we, can we bail through this? Like, is there security patrolling? No, at the moment there's just frightened, concerned guests as four heavily armed people burst through holding weapons. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I want to do a What's flip. Okay, make an acrobatics check. I'm doing check. a flip. I'm All doing right. a flip. 11. I, I did. did. Five, 16. I do a flip. I did a 23 flip. So you yeah. did a moderate You did a moderate flip. You did a hard flip bordering on very hard. I did a vi- little forward roll. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? Seven. A, yeah, a very a, easy flip. I rolled a four. Frizo <laughs> leaps up in the air and lands directly on his spine. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Dave, uh, are, they, are we? Are there windows? 
No, no, but there is a giant set of doors leading out. There is a sort of courtyard flat fountain in the middle, and there are archways leading to the left and right. Uh, well, I'm having pretty a lot of success with doors today, so, so I'm going to head for the other door. Picked one door. Okay, so yeah. you, you're Should racing. We go out bowing. Yeah, we'll be like, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Thank you very much. That's your act. And there, yeah, there are people like the rich people. Like you hear, like, oh, excuse me. Yes. Is that your entire act? That's just the warm-up, baby. If you like that, this other stuff is gonna make you jizz your trousers. Excuse me, what? It's so orgasmic, this performance. It's a real erotic Cirque du Soleil. Well, I don't like this at all. Well, make, too bad. Make for me. I, I would say this I'm is. I'm walking back. I'm walking away. Is, as I, I know. Say. I bet you are. This is this is ballsy. I'm going to say this is a DC 17 deception check. What to get? An 11. 11 plus deception nine. Oh my god! All right. 11 plus one, nine is 20. One of the figures are dressed in the white um, inscrutable uniform that is, uh, you know, recognisable across all dimensions as a military figure um, in a peaked cap and a powerful war coat steps forward perplexed. Tumblers. <laughs> Mummers. Weavers of stories. <laughs> I am loving this accent. I don't, that I don't know what it is. That doesn't happen but often. I like but, it. But keep going. <laughs> it's faltering. Last time I was at a secret charity auction, they had improvisers. <laughs> they got me up, made me, they put their arms underneath. <laughs> I had them killed. <laughs> but that tumbling was a delight. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. Do you have cards or an agency? (laughs) I put on a lot of military affairs and always looking for good, wholesome entertainment. Um, We're in the directory of this place. As he does this, actually, he hands you a card. Yes, Admiral Janos Steyer. I was just checking they spelled it right on my card. Is that S-T-Y-R? S-T-E-Y-E-R. Are you really stopping to check the spelling of this card? <laughs> I'm just I want to know that I get it right when I call you and I speak to your secretary. I want I to make like sure that I... like your hustle. Thank you. This is dragging on a little for Baston. Yeah, this is not... He's I going over not... to check the canopy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Phil's just going to do that too. She got distracted bowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case... Oh, what's that? Just looking at a spot on the carpet. Well, you are canvassing for employment opportunities and you are heading towards the prosciutto wrapped asparagus. Yes! The the doors burst open and Califan emerges with four guards whose suppression malls have been holstered in favour of assault rifles and if anything, he seems slightly surprised to see that you're still here. Dave, Dave, what's the role for throwing a a asparagus wrapped... uh, a prosciutto wrapped asparagus like down his throat, so he's like, ah! Oh, <laughs> I want to try it, Dave. You're you del- are you saying you're delaying your action until he speaks? Yeah, I'm um, just, no, I, as soon as I see him, I'm just going to throw asparagus down his throat. Can I ask just for the record? No, I'm going to tell you this. There, oh, I've my- got a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> my suggestion is this you start what he says, and if you see a perfect vowel sound, you go now, and that's when you throw it. Okay, great. And I will, I will freeze. Uh-huh. So you get a sense of the aperture. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, have. yeah, yeah. And we'll do. We'll also do like a like a slow motion moment, I guess. Okay. Go into bullet time. Okay. And then if you, you know what? Fuck it. If you can throw the dice into Ben's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All right. All right. Real life Dungeons and Dragons. I guess that's D and D. Not that no, one. No, no that's that not safe. All right. Here we Protect go. Protect your teeth. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Here we go. Do you want me to... Monologue. Do the voice. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You just say when you want to go into bullet time and then we'll slow things right down. Right, right. I would like to say that we have some intruders at our party and it would be... (laughs) (laughs) You're terrified. (laughs) Because he is. The security's been breached. If everybody could remain calm and see... Now... (laughs) Without missing a a beat, Caliphan grabs a soggy asparagus and keeps going. 
Uh, as you know, this was a party that I put on. I take full responsibility for this breach. Uh, now, if you would just do me the honor of grabbing this person, this person, this person, and this person. And with that, his guards start fanning out into the crowd searching for you. I'm going to cast gaseous form. Yeah, sure. Your your spell book was in the in the trunk. Yeah, and I am going to fuck right off. Ah, <laughs> uh, like a hero. Um, <laughs> Frieza, you vanish. Um, even as Filch turns to look to you to say, "What are we going to do?" You vanish. <laughs> oh, these canapes smell like corn. And then, uh, that's a deep cut. And then. Um, yeah, Frieza's going to make his way towards the doors in gaseous form. And as we discussed, he doesn't need to strip down naked. No, nope. never has. Clothes... <laughs> never ne- has. We never e- made you do that. No. Nope. And everything That was always voluntary. Made it very clear you did not have to do that. Everything he has with him, including the magical orb, uh, turn... Is it magical, Dave? Yeah, but you can't it trick is. me. You can't trick me. Is it magical? Do you think in this world they just love non-magical orbs? <laughs> they just go bloody gaga for them? It's a fucking swore off. Hand back world. the lance. For now I will show you my Pokemon collection. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to gas this woman and, and hightail it towards Great. the door. You race towards the door. Um, Where do you go? Oh. Um, okay, you slip behind the door and while the guards are continuing to search it for all of you. So I'm just going to book it through the crowd, like ducking and weaving through people's legs. Make a stealth check for me. That's uh, a 19. 19, yeah. great. So you make your way to the door and soon you're up against the door. Charge it towards the door, going to fly kick it. Okay. Bam! Forget stealth. That's a three. Yeah, you, you done rolled a three. Right. Uh, I'm going to open the door just before he hits You charge forward, knocking Steyer out of the way and he falls against a table, um, against a trifle. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like that. Um, and then you try to get towards the door but the crowd is too sort of thick and someone starts yelling he's over here and two of the guards spin around and train their sights on you what are you doing Thilge? Um, I pick up the table and I pour as many canapes as I can into my mouth that's the first part of my action sorry Sorry, does that include the asparagus ones? (laughs) yeah so you make a note that your wee smells weird (laughs) here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So sorry. <laughs> Canapes are there? Uh, cucumber there, sandwiches, maybe? There's some cucumber sandwiches. There's some prosciutto. Oh, there's a little smoked salmon. Oh, and there's some alien bullshit. And you-, <laughs> <laughs> you know, ugh, oh, it's spiky crap. It's spiky crap on a Jats. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? It's, oh, it's, it's pure light on a next to a olive. <laughs> pure light on an olive? Yeah. Yep. Filling. <laughs> It's great because it's zero carbs. Um, uh, all right, yeah. I pour them out and then I charge towards the door, but using the table to as a, as clear a the human way. shield. That's great. All right, make for me. <laughs> the table as a human shield. Yeah. I would call that a shield. <laughs> so, are you enough? Phil just never wielded an actual shield that's inanimate. I want to. Yeah. Phil just a shield shop. You have any of them things that like humans, but <laughs> maybe less limbs, probably easier. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I do. You have any of them shirts to block arrows, like wrapping per- strapping person to chest but chain? <laughs> Me should be an inventor. <laughs> um, are you, so just to be clear, you're also running away from Baston, heading towards the door. Yeah. All right, make for me a strength check. Um, this is just a... They're, they're all wimps, so DC 12. Yep. 17. All right. uh, with the door, you push them away and you make it up to where Bobby is and you're both at the door. Uh, Baston, at this moment, the two of, of them emerge and they're holding guns right at you. And they're Like gun guns? Yeah, assault rifles. <gasps> Could I kick both the guns out of their hands? But maybe they shoot space bullshit. You know? oh. <laughs> so are we in space? Did ben, are we in space? Did Ben give it away? No, and, it's maybe they're and, like, you know, alien crap. And one of them says um, through his helmet, um, drop your weapon, scum. Can I? Oh, I haven't drawn my swords yet. No, <laughs> inadvisably. Um, but can, can I like fake them out and like like put my hands up, but then kick them still? <laughs> I think it's 
got to be with disadvantage, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, also, all I've seen you do is kick so far. Yeah, so, so uh, aha, I will put my hands up and then punch them. And <laughs> <laughs> the old like, switcheroo. Knock their heads together, kind of knock their heads together, Dave. Yeah. choose one. Is it physically possible to punch someone and kick someone with both hands and feet at the same time? Absolutely. Make I'm going to try it right me. now. Make an attack for me. So what, like, you sort of fold yourself... Into in the half. sea. <laughs> and then you go, hey, yeah. yeah. It, sounds, it, it looks like a kind of thing that Liu Kang would do in the in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I want to dunk their heads together. AC 13, beat it. Oh, God. Uh, I broke the tower. Okay, I'll just... Oh, God. No, why? I'll use this big dice here. Ten? Ten will do it. All right, um, that'll beat AC 13. So, um, okay, you, yeah, you hit the, the, the heads together and for a second they clonk. Um, and you have a second to run. I want to run. I've got speed 40, Dave. I'm super fast. Why do you have speed? Oh, Because oh. I'm a second level monk now. I get plus 10 speed. Also, you gave him those roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, you race towards the door as you all make your way to the door. Now, Frieza, you have burst through the door and you actually, at the end of this door, you see what looks to be some kind of security station. There are guards, two of them. Um, with I'm just going to... I'm just, I'm just gonna, Let me just... They're a rifle, I'm holding rifles standing in the corner and there is a technician in a white body glove who is standing monitoring a huge um, sort of stone console that has hovering over it images of different rooms in the castle and it seems to be some kind of magical security console. Right, and is there, an, is there another, is there another door on the other side that I'm going to try and get to? There is, is yeah. All right, well, I'm going to waft on through. <laughs> so you, I guess as you pass one of the guards, they, they notice the overpowering smell of corn. Yep. And you waft on through. Um, you guys are up against the doors, and you can just see this room. You have a very short amount of time to act, because those guards will be here very shortly. I'm just going to book it through. I'm just going to run. Yeah, yeah, get through those doors. Burst through the doors. Um, all right, the two guards and the technician spin around. I told you, stop eating uh, your lunch in the room. Uh, you can you can bring you can bring corn. Oh, you're not eating. What's going? Oh, hello. <laughs> Who is that? That, I, he, that was a guard talking to the other guard because he smelt corn, and he thought that he was eating. I'm playing twelve-dimensional chess with these characters. Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, did you guys? Are you guys eating corn in here? Who are you? I'm the no one's meant to be in here, just me and Tim. Hey, I'm the corn police. What? <laughs> there's um, there's, there's very... No such thing. There, is, there is a duke here what? who has terrible allergies. If there's any corn within a 20 metre radius of him, he could, like, his throat will close up and he'd die, and then an entire planet probably will be leaderless and probably go into war. Are you you are that on your... I, 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 I'm so I, suspect. I know. <laughs> I, I, Tim, I know, Tim, you have your doubts. So this is definitely hard. So this is a DC 20 deception check. However, you've mentioned you've hit a lot of points that are roughly true about this event. So I'll give you advantage. And I say roughly loosely. Okay. Uh, so advantage, but you have to get DC 20. Loose and rough. Rough but loose. Five. 20! If it's not you guys, it's probably someone on the other side of this door. Excuse me, I book it. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> you, you know you know when to go. Right, um, so I've got a corn containment officer coming through as well, so just let him pass. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, no, very good. All right, you race. Can I say in this character's defence? Yeah. That like we won't see this. Yes. But at the end of his shift, like four hours from now. Oh, maybe we. Yep. Go on. He will be walking to his car. Yep. And he'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's no <laughs> corn, Duke. <laughs> yeah. But for now, oh, right this way. Yes, very good. So, Dave, we've come off the big, like, ballroom place yep. into this little, like, security room. Annex, yep. Um, can I, like, close the doors behind us and, like, bar the doors or something? You can, but Tim's oh, yeah, yeah, going to yeah, wonder right, right. what's up. I definitely don't want to do that. I definitely don't. I was thinking about that, but that corn story went so well. I'm... Is Baston going to just try and help the corn I'm story? Just Baston freezes for a second and goes... Mmm. Goodbye. <laughs> and, and follows Bobby. That's all. Uh, great. I mean, he rolled a natural twenty. Yeah, that's fine. Tell you. Okay, you guys make your way into the next room. Um, is Phil, has Phil come through as well? Are yep. you coming through? Yeah. All right. But I've still got the table. <laughs> oh well, that needs to be explained. All right. Me, the corn. Uh, You've heard none of this. <laughs> what? 
I've heard none of it. No, no, you came in no. when Bobby came in. Oh, sorry, of course. Hmm. Yes, me the corn coroner. Uh, once we find this man or the corn, we're going to do a full inspection of the body on this table. Me the corn coroner. You guys have made, you guys have made your way through the door. Filge, make what I would describe as an unnecessary deception check. <laughs> What do I need to get? I'll say I will be nice and say that this is 15 because he's been fooled. Oh, well, I, but how do you do? And I keep walking. I got an eight. <laughs> um, all right, so as you walk towards the door, he suddenly starts to twig and he unsling, unslings his gun and holds up his hand. Now, I believe you're the corn police, but the corn coroner. Just one second, madam. And he points his hand to you and he says, drop the table. Drop it. Okay, and then I swing it at his face. Not like that! <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, make a strength check. Yep, that's Ten. 14. Uh, you, I like how you said, yep, that, that's 14. Um, look, you They've don't... been playing that trick on you I know, for two I seasons it. now. Uh, uh, yep, that's a two, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, look, Nailed you, it. You, drop the, you miss him, um, but you still have time to race through the door, but he starts calling guards, 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 and more guards pour in as you race into the next room. Friezo. So can he say to those guards, yeah. he's like, now look, there's a, there's a lady in there who says she's a corn coroner and I don't want you to embarrass me in front of the corn police. <laughs> someone needs to tell Please the... apprehend <laughs> Someone needs to tell the corn police that someone's impersonating <laughs> yeah. the corn coroner. I mean, that's the logic of the roles. <laughs> um, you race into the next... This room opens up into a narrow courtyard, um, a plaza of sorts where there are vine-twisted columns and for the first time you can see the outside landscape which seems to be on fire, a horizon, a horizon of dark stacks, twisted um, sort of tornadoes that spin with fire in the centre and monolithic ziggurats of brass that protrude throughout of the landscape like ugly boils and you realise that you are far away from home. However. Uh, this is not too much time to appreciate local architecture because as you race into that corridor, you see balconies above you lined with guards talking into um, what seem to be kind of microbeads in their ears and two of them holstered... Um, beads? Unholstered. Microbeads? Mi microbeads. Beads. Karen! No, I said... I, uh, um, buzz, 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 buzz. Hello, no, no, beads. No, um, and right, all of them unholster their guns. You happy? Wait, Even the micro bees? Yes. <laughs> if the bee shoots the gun, does it die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's connected to it. They point. All of them are above you. They have the benefit of the terrain. They have the benefit of knowing their location. And as one of them calls out a symbol in a, in a voice guttural and strange in a language you do not recognise a portcullis Bonjour! <laughs> it's not that. Leading out to freedom and possibly salvation slams shut as a portcullis drops. You are trapped in this courtyard. Oh. Um, I, ru I run up against the wall so that I'm uh, under the, uh, the balconies that are protruding yep, over the You can front. hide behind a balcony, um, one of the, the sort of, yes I said, the columns. Yep. Can I you? climb up an ivy column and try and get some height? Uh, the, well, um, they just go up to the roof, but... But then can I jump onto a balcony from there? What's the portcullis situation? Yeah, can make, an make an athletics check for me. Can we climb? Is DC the portcullis uh, got a bit that we could eventually climb yeah, over? Like, what's the... Not, I got normally. 16 plus my athletics, which is seven. Um, yes, I just I know what's going on. This is a, this is a caper. This is he talks, you roll, everyone's. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you. Thank you for everything you're worth, Harmon. Uh, Phil, you start to climb up a pillar. You Can hide I borrow behind... fifty dollars. No. You, you... Oh, I guess. Um, you, you hide behind a column, Eden. Dave. Uh, so the 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 portcullis slammed down, right? But we're inside the castle. Yes, no, you're inside the final courtyard by the doors of the castle, the which have slammed shut to get outside. But there must be a room where the portcullis... I, I, I go up the stairs. Is there an upstairs? Sorry, I can't hear you over the, over the final countdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there an upstairs bit to get the portcullis no, there, there, No, that's the thing. You're trapped in this courtyard. I don't want to be, Dave. Okay, trapped in a moment of, he doesn't of want your own yeah, indecision. I have to agree with Eden. Um, He's pretty spot on there. What are you doing? Is this portcullis uh, airtight? <laughs> no, it's no, it, it's not. But you're, you would be leaving your friends to die. Just waft on by. Filch, Filch, let's lift up the portcullis. 
I'm already up here. <laughs> oh. um, so you trapped, want me to come down again? Trapped, yes, please. trapped in the All courtyard. Right. Trapped in the courtyard with the guards training their guns on you. The doors behind that you came through burst through, and Caliphan arrives, and he says, "Those with business, of the sh- uh, unfinished business with the Sharkle Bazaar, do not leave until such business is concluded." Can we just? And two more guards flank him. There are now eight guards pointing guns at you. Mm. Surrender. <laughs> this is your last chance. Bluff check, Dave? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, DC 30. Okay. Um, no, I got a one anyway. Um, Baston, surrender? Are you saying he thinks you're surrendering? No, you miss. You're not getting this. <laughs> Fuck. Um, suddenly, um, something happens to all of you. Underneath your jumpsuits, you suddenly see a glowing, pulsing light ha- coming from your wrists, um, and a sort of vibration happening as a chime begins to count. Um, to chime. Uh, can I rock, can I look at this thing? What is it? You're pulling back your jumpsuit, jumpsuit sleeve, you see what seems to be a bracer of crystal that is entirely enveloping your wrist all the way to your elbow, and in the centre of it is a ruby crystal heart that is bright red and buzzing, and it's protruding out. Like a button? Like a button. I press that button. You press that button. Oh no! And you hear a this voice. This is how we got the neck sacks. Uh, hello, yes, uh, Logan here. Good to, good. To, oh, you don't know who I am. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, anyway, um, look, you've got, uh, uh, you've got some uh, buttons on your, um, on your wrist there. You should see everybody. Yes. Where's this yes. noise coming from? Our wrists. Hello? Your wrist, a tinny voice in your wrist. Can I get a yes? Sorry, can I get a yes? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Press the button. At the same time. Elephant looks um, uncertain. He's like, "What are you doing? Put, um, put your hands down. Get um, count us in. Look up. Push the button, guys. One, two, three, go. Push. Push. All right. You push the buttons, and all of you disappear into light and shapes, and the city of brass flies away from you. Um, um. Frieza was gas. Yeah, I know. I yeah. <laughs> just like one grim voice. <laughs> One solitary voice, a voice of honour against evil, who pays attention to facts. <laughs> I think who I think don't stands out in his chair and like says, "What about Frizo?" You know what voice? That's a great question. <laughs> and we will come back to Frizo, oh, no. who is lost in the city of brass. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh boy. Not in the city of brass. <laughs> wow. Flying through space. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so a room, the room swims back into focus and your stomach flips and churns for the second time of the day as the three of you find yourselves on a deck of polished marble dominated by a giant expanse of polished crystal wall to ceiling back to wall again. Beyond the crystal is the inky blackness of space, though a steady stream of points of light and movement refract across the crystal into technicolor splendor. Uh, This would be beautiful if it wasn't for the fact that the nausea is making you all want to vomit all over your pants. Otherwise, the room is spartan, almost religious. A shallow circular pool surrounds what seems to be a central dais on which are three chrome chairs molded into the platform. Jumping from them are lithics, display screens and panels of controls and sparkling buttons. At the centre of the dais is a giant gleaming silver throne with two glowing orbs built into the armrests. The light above you in the canopy forms and reforms into a face that is both different and yet all too familiar. Hi guys. Um, yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> this is quite funny. You don't know who I am. Uh, anyway, uh, let me just get those memories back for you. Just a quick. Where's Frizo? He's corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, right. Uh, all right. Let me just try. Frizo, can you hear me? Fre- uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, um, can I, Dave? Yeah, okay, you hear a tinny voice. Have I, I, I guess after 10 minutes I rematerialize, uh, but I've gone, I went through the portcullis. Yeah, you went so through I the, guess, 
You're just wandering the streets of the city of brass, invisible, um, and then your um, wrist starts to glow and vibrate. Yeah, so I'm... Hello? Ha, well, uh, I see you left the party behind. It's good to know that you remembered you're a coward. <laughs> uh, just, just, a, just a little memory loss joke there. Um, all right, just... Um, uh, hang tight. Just you should see a little button on your arm. Yep. Push that bad boy. Uh, yep. Pressing it right now. All right. All right. Uh, Frizo materializes and immediately vomits all over his pants. Come on. Let me do a constitution all check. Right, make a constitution check. DC 15. Oh, that's a six. <laughs> Sometimes the DM just knows. Yeah. So. Oh, check out all. Uh, check out. Check out. Pukey Petey over here. Anyway. Um, Everybody stand still while I put your memories back in. It's just going to take a second. It's a lot easier if you stand still. And then there's a pause. Uh, how still is everybody being? Pretty still. Uh, but I'm getting fidgety. Yeah, me feeling a bit... Me getting a bit bored, Look, I don't so... think the stillness actually is a problem. Can I, can I, look, just um, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Don't press anything. And it cuts off. Hmm. Um, so you have a second by yourself as the face disappears in the canopy and you find yourselves again in this crystal room with a giant dome crystal sphere with the blackness of space beyond. So, I think Frieza wants to sit on the throne. <laughs> Alright, this throne is calling to you? Yeah, I feel like if Frieza sees a throne, he's going to want to sit on the throne. All right, the, you sit on the throne. There are two, as I said, purple iridescent orbs built into the armrests. Are they the same, um, not shape, because all orbs are the same shape, but are they the same kind of construction as the orb I have? No, they're not, and they seem to be co- um, filled with a dark, rolling purple smoke. Ooh, I might oh. do an arcana check. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an automatic. That's an automatic. Thing. Uh, uh, DC. No, it's yeah. Five. Oh, it's a five plus arcana. So okay. Whatever it was. For ten. You still that... have detect magic as a spell. Don't forget. Uh, I do. Maybe I'll do that. Instead, I, I can't. Uh, yeah. I'll All right, use my sec- I'll use my second spell slot to cast detect magic. All right. Again. You cast detect magic. The throne has a incredibly powerful. Um, it is. It's a transmutation effect. It feels like it has locomotive force, but like it also comes like a train. But it's strange because it also has a feeling of divination astral magic so it seems to no, it's a magic train <laughs> like the polar express like the <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe if you sit in this chair you look really weird. but you also get the sense that it can be controlled by um placing your palms on the two orbs i was gonna suggest that mm. do we want to go let's go for a ride he literally said don't move no, he said talk amongst yourself. Yeah, he said explore the space and catch a train. Look, uh, if you're not going to sit down, I'm going to sit down. Yeah, me, me getting orby. Me one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to, Dave, I'm going to put my hands on the smoke. Toot, on the toot. Pu- purple smoke orbs. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. All right, now I'm jumping forward. Then... Um, <laughs> so, what did you think was going to happen? You, uh, you, yeah, yeah, you got it? All right, you... <laughs> Frizo, you place placing your hands on uh, the, no, I wish we the, had memories. the two crystals. They burst into um, iridescent flame and suddenly you sit bolt upright in the chair as your head seems magnetised to the, um, so the, the back, back seat. As you, you snap upright, your eyes glow white um, and, in, and I, you piss yourself. Um, and Come that on, let me do a roll. That's a, twi- that's a nat 20, Dave. You piss yourself really well. Uh, and you didn't think you had any wee left, but you did. Um, and um, as you do that, suddenly the face crystallizes again and it's panicked and terrified. God, what did you say? I told you not to touch it. An ethereal voice starts to chime as klaxons begin to wail. Translocation in effect in T minus one minute. Okay, guys. Memories, uh, please. Okay, I don't really have time for giving you memories back, so we're going to have to run through this very, very quickly. Uh, Navigator, Freeze Officer, you're where you should be in a little bit of time, but that's fine. Uh, Science Officer Endurovich, I need you to um, take the lance. Who has the lance? The what? thing you stole! Oh, uh, yeah, I got that. Wasn't you that can't an talk. Orb? You can't talk. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's oh he's pissed himself very well. Uh. <laughs> 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 Quickly, T minus 45. 
five seconds. I, I grab the ball from Frieza's busy pants. As you, you do, you, as you, you take do, urine covered orb. Yes. As you do, a slender corkscrew pedestal um, emerges out <laughs> of the center of the dais, and in, there's a sort of a beacon of light at the top of it. Size officer Indirovich, please put the lance in the thing. T minus thirty Ooh. seconds. I put it in the thing. Very gently, you place it in, and it's is suspended inside this field, and suddenly the entire throne that Hing is in glows a brilliant red and pulses outwards. You all feel something as if a great energy whooshes through you and across the entire platform. Lieutenant Pancakes, uh, as per your plan, we're going to make the jump into wild space. T minus 15 seconds. What's Filch's job? And <laughs> Captain, on your command. Oh, baby. <laughs> Toot, bloody toot. Go on. That's good enough. <laughs> and translocation in effect and the room crystallizes, tessellates, reflects, reflects and explodes as the dragon friends burst out of this plane, burst out beyond the cradle of the nine known worlds, the city of brass behind them, the forces of the primarian guard disarrayed but swearing vengeance as they burst into wild space, that undiscovered country, that last frontier, that place where things that once were still are but aren't on maps and on the beginning of a plan that began six months ago back when they still had memories <laughs> begins for the dragon friends are on a path of their own making an odyssey of their own devising away home to Faerun a land that does not begin Johnny PlayStation has given you a vehicle your hearts have given you courage your stupid bravery has given you the lance that will burst through the cradle and deliver you to this world Will you survive? Can the dragon friends learn how to pilot this new vehicle? Will things stop betraying them? And can they stop pressing buttons before it's due for the answers to questions such as these? Tune in to the second episode of season four of Dragon Friends. Thank you. The dragon friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Michael Hing and Simon Grimes. The show's DM'd by David Harmon and NPC voices by me, Ben Jenkins. Shakira Khan designs our website and the episode was edited by Beth McMullen and recorded at Giant Dwarf Theatre, Sydney. This season's theme was composed by Oliver Cameron and our musical guest this episode was Angela Voipierre on the goddamn cello. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.